Welcome to On Your Terms with Aaron King, a show about living a life you truly love. Here's Aaron. Hi, friends. Aaron King here. And today, I just have to say, you are in for a treat. Ever since we talked about needing this podcast with Success Magazine, the number one guest that I have wanted to have on this show is the woman that we have here today. Petra Kolber is an author, a speaker, a podcast host, a DJ, a recovering perfectionist, a world traveler, and for decades, she was one of the international spokespeople for fitness brands like Reebok. She was a trainer to the stars. She is now a brand partner with Savvy. And on top of all of this, she is an absolute dynamo individual. Petra, thank you so much for joining us here today on On Your Terms. Any excuse to talk to you, my dear friend, I'll take it. Oh my gosh. Well, I will just say I love your Instagram bio. I know your bio from where I sit, but I love how you put it. She says, Petra helps women of a certain age. She helps them remember their worth, reclaim their courage, and move from feeling invisible to being invincible. Now, this is Petra's high-level bio, friends, but I have to tell you my personal experience when I first met Petra. It was five years ago in Las Vegas at the International Spa Association. And have you ever been walking in a crowded room, one of these convention centers, the Sands Expo, there's people from all over the world, they're shoulder to shoulder, everyone has that buzzy first day energy, there's badges, there's, there's all this kind of let's make things happen. And I just remember seeing this statuesque blonde woman who carried herself like a ballerina yogi dancer, sort of floating and carving this path through the crowd. And I remember I could not take my eyes off her. Like I followed her as we walked past each other and she just radiated this confidence and this energy. Well, fast forward to half hour later, I'm doing my session and isn't she there in the audience of my session? We ended up talking afterward and that was five years ago. We have been fast friends ever since. It's so funny that you say that because I remember that event. I remember that dress that I was wearing and I, I remember too. feeling anything but confident on the inside. I think I was rushing mm. to get my amazing swag bag because they have great swag there. <laughs> I'm sure that's where swag. I was going. And it's so interesting <laughs> you say that, Erin, because I, um, I was sitting in your session and I was blown away by you, your professionalism, your dynamic speaking. And it's so interesting that your perception of me walking was so different to the perception, the inner dialogue I was having with myself at the time. But he's like, don't mess up, look confident. It's your first time here. Don't screw it up. You want to come back, you know, great swag. And it's just interesting. That's a big part of what we're going to talk about. Maybe like this whole idea of what people think we are versus this whole inner journey that can often be the biggest hurdle to living a life of success. Well, it's, I love that you said that. And, and you know, what is that? I mean, are you just better at hiding it? Are you, tell us the work that you do to when you have those, that, that inner tumultuous storm raging to be able to project such a, a warm, authentic vibe. I mean, how, how do we get better at embracing what's going on, but still putting our best foot forward? Because you really are the master at that. 
Well, I think I've lived on both sides of that. I think it's not that it goes away, Erin. It's what do you decide to do with those feelings? Because we're all, and I say the more you care, the more anxious you'll feel. Um, and anxiety and excitement run on the same nervous system. It's just the mindset behind it. So I've lived on both sides of that coin. So I've lived on where I've defined anxiety as, oh, it just proves that you're not, you don't deserve to be here. Or mm -hmm. I've now on the other side of things, I go, you know, anxiety just means that you care. So lean into mm -hmm. that and make friends with it versus trying to push it away. Because for seven years, I lived on the other side of that when I was a fitness expert having panic attacks. And it limited my ability to shine brightly, not for myself, so that people that could help could learn from my work could find me. And then through a lot of work, uh, some therapy and um, just learning that courage, we cannot wait for courage and confidence to show up. It happens mm -hmm. in action. And it's just like a muscle. It's just like learning how to speak. It's learning how to, it's the sets and it's the reps and it's showing up time after time. And then also recognizing that probably everybody else or 98% of the people in that event who are speaking also feel the same. It's not mm -hmm. that we're going to feel um, uncertain. It's not that we're not going to feel fear. It's not that we're not going to feel anxious. It's then what do you do with that? What attachment do you put to that feeling? Because every feeling is just triggered by a thought. So is the thought, yeah. I can't wait to get on stage and do my best so I can serve the people. Or is that thought like, oh my gosh, if I mess up, it's going to be more proof that I just don't belong here. That's up yeah. to us. It's so good. And just so you guys know, when you're listening to Petra, this is not just another self-help guru, lip service, you know, everything she's saying, trust me, she walks the walk. If you guys check out Petra's Instagram, you will see that at this very moment, she is right in the middle of an absolutely grand adventure of Netflix documentary, rom-com, movie proportions. So so let's just talk about where you are in the world right now, which, which gives the gravitas to your advice so much more meaning to our listeners. So we've all heard of the millennials and younger who quit their jobs, they sell everything that they own, and they become digital nomads. One of our uh, editors-in-chief here at Success Magazine, Cece Mice, is a digital nomad with her husband. They're living this life. She is, I believe, I don't know, five or 10 years younger than me. I'm 40, I don't know how old she is, but but we hear you know, the 20s, the 30s, maybe the 40s, that, that sort of actually do the damn thing. Now, Petra, you are a woman of a certain age, okay? You are bucking the trend that is so strong that when you applied to be part of a digital nomad community, you weren't exactly met with open arms. Can you tell us a little more about that story? Yeah, so, you know, Erin, I've been toying with this idea of, I've always loved to travel, always. And then for many, many years, I didn't travel. I was in relationships, so my work wouldn't allow me. And then COVID happens, and, and you know, the whole playing field is level. Like, what do I want to do with my one wild and precious life? So I thought, okay, if I'm going to maybe travel the world, maybe a safe way to start is there are these digital nomad communities where you can come together for a month in certain locations around the world. You know, you come together, you work on your own, but there's, you know, places to, you know, commune together. So the first one I applied for, 
of course, wouldn't you know it? One of the questions on there is like, what is your age group? And I think it actually stopped at like 45. And I think it just said, I think it just said or older. I'm like, well, I guess I hit the like, older category. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically I got a lovely, um, very thinly veiled answer back. Like basically was saying you're too old for us. And um, mm. I was mad. Yeah. I was really yeah. mad because it was my first, you know, I've heard of ages and there's a lot of isms out there, but ageism, I've heard of it. It's the first time I've really experienced it. And I was like, yeah. okay, now what am I going to do with this? And so I was like, okay, mm. insert curse word here. I was like, well, screw that. I'll go and do it myself. So that's what I did. It um, didn't, wasn't the reason I decided to actually follow through on doing this year or two or three of travel. But what it did inspire me to do, Erin, was with everything, right? You have two choices. Does that mean that someone telling me I'm too old for their community, do I define that as, well, that means I'm too old to even try this? Or does that mean, well, okay, you go out there and be the change. You go and live the possibility for other women of a certain age. And to clarify that, it's not actually an age on your driver's license. It's a feeling. So people go to me, Erin, so what is a woman of a certain age? And I'm like, it's when you start thinking about your age. Am I too old to be doing this? Or like, ooh, I think I'm the oldest one in the room. Or when someone calls you, ma'am, okay, shoot me now. Um, or like, <laughs> I am not your mother. I was like, um, but oh, this is the big one for me. And I hope you don't do this. If someone dies, I, what I started doing, Erin, was subtracting my age from the the year they died, I'm like, oh my God, I've only got 20 years to live. So again, you look at that at one of two ways. Oh, I'm too old to get started. Or like, I better hurry up because I'm just getting started. But let's be real, there's more time behind me than ahead of me. Okay, so I think this might be a good time for us to maybe just take a 90-second art break. I am going to read a poem from your Instagram that I read this morning and it just literally stopped me in my tracks and had me thinking. I literally went down such a journal hole that I, I forgot what time it was and I was almost late to come for this interview because it just was so powerful. And I, I guess you first heard this poem when you met with Kathy Smith, who's another icon in the fitness industry. And I just, you know, friends, let me read this. It takes about 90 seconds to read it. I can't stop thinking about it. So I'm going to read this and it's exactly what you're talking about. And then let's talk more about how this moment helped you to get to where you are, where you're traveling to all these countries, you've left everything you've known behind, and you're doing it on your terms at the age that makes sense for you, the rest of the world and society be damned. So here's the poem. <clears throat> I counted my years and I realized that I have less time to live by than I have lived so far. I feel like a child who won a pack of candies. At first, she ate them with pleasure, but when she realized that there was little left, she began to taste them intensely. I have no time for endless meetings where the statutes, rules, procedures, internal regulations are discussed, knowing that nothing will be done. I no longer have the patience to stand absurd people who, despite their chronological age, have not grown up. My time is too short. I want the essence. My spirit is in a hurry because I do not have much candy in the package anymore. I want to live next to humans, very realistic people who know how to laugh at their mistakes, who are not inflated by their own triumphs, and who take responsibility for their actions. In this way, human dignity is defended and we live in truth and honesty. 
It's the essentials that make life useful. I want to surround myself with people who know how to touch the hearts of those whom hard strokes of life have learned to grow with sweet touches of the soul. Yes, I'm in a hurry. I am in a hurry to live with the intensity that only maturity can give. I do not intend to waste any of the remaining desserts. I'm sure they will be exquisite, much more than those eaten so far, and my goal is to reach the end satisfied and at peace with my loved ones and my conscience. See, we have two lives, and the second begins when you realize you only have one. So good. So tell us when you actually made the decision where you realized that the candy is running out of the package. You know, you're a gorgeous, stunning, fabulous, incredibly brilliant, talented, multifaceted, multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, 60-year-old woman. Tell us what was the moment where you're like, I'm going to actually do the damn thing. I'm going to, of all the wild things you've done, selling everything you own and taking off to travel the world, I just applaud it. And I also think it's something that no matter what age we are, we dream of it, but we don't actually do it. So what was the moment for you? How did you cross over and make the jump? Okay, it was two moments. Um, one was, I, I remember I was seeing my dear friend, Jenny Blake, who's an incredible author and speaker in her apartment with a millennial, super young, amazing girl from Australia. And I was just beginning to noodle on this. And I was talking about it and she was like, I would be so interested in that journey. Like, I'm like, really? And I, I said, and it wasn't about an age conversation. I said, you would be interested in following someone like that? She goes, absolutely. So that, her, a younger girl leaning into that was of interest to me. And then I began to start talking about it on podcasts and interviews. I hadn't really committed, committed to it yet, Erin, but I started speaking it into truth. Like, I figured if I put it out there enough, I will create the courage to do it. And then to be quite honest, the big catalyst was my best friend died and I found him. And there's nothing like finding your best friend past um, that will wake you up to the preciousness of life. 20 minutes earlier, he had emailed me saying, can you bring me over some antiacids? I went 20 minutes later, he died. Mm. If that doesn't wake you up, mm. nothing will. If not mm. now, when? And I always said to him, joking aside, I know he's with me. I always said, when you leave New York, I'm out. So I'm like, well, he left, so I'm out, you know. Oh but yeah. Why does it always take those moments? I mean, you know, we, I think a lot of us over the last two years had some kind of – obviously, that is extremely traumatic. And I, I remember watching you go through the beginning of that journey. And I, I messaged you. And I just – there's like – there's no words. Like, there's nothing anyone can say. And it's such a lonely path to walk that kind of grief. And plus, yours was coupled with trauma on top of the grief of, of the actual experience of finding him. And I just – we I think a lot of us in the last two years, we have a story like that. You know, for me, you know, I lost my eight-month-old fur baby, was hit by a car and died in my arms, killed right in front of me. And it was the love of my life and the only experience I had of being a mother up until that point and was just the like longest year of my life. And we all have a story, whether it was we lost someone from COVID or we lost a part of who we were, or we actually experienced grief plus trauma like you and I did. Whatever the journey has been, it's like 
we always have these, it's like, why does it always have to be this incredibly earth shattering, bottom drops out, can't eat, can't sleep, life is over darkness, before we truly can see that lens click into place of the priorities that matter most to us. I mean, my life is literally before and after that moment. I mean, I, everything is different. I mean, the way I prioritize my friends, my family, my work, you know, I think for a lot of us, you know, we've all, we're all in a season of reinvention right now and, and deciding who do we want to be on the other side of this, whether it's the pandemic or a trauma. And so for someone that's listening to this and, and they are in that season of, I just want to suck the life out of the marrow of the bones of this world. Like if they're feeling stuck, I mean, what, what is one of the biggest blocks you think that holds us back from doing this sooner and not waiting for that earth shattering moment to, to get us into action? I think it's one thing worrying about what other people are going to think. I think it's that. I think it's that with pretty much everything that we don't do. Whether it's not getting on the stage, not doing the podcast, not writing the blog, not going on the date, not dating the person you want to date, not, is what are other people going to think? And I feel so passionate about this, Erin. It's often when I say, well, who are the they that's stopping you from doing this? Can you give me the five, five names of who are they? It's no one we know. It's the strangers on the internet. Here's the thing, right? All the people listening, guys, even if you had an earth shattering event, you move away from it. And it's not the earth shattering event that's going to wake you up or stop you. It, the, so the earth shattering event might wake you up, but what will shut you back down again is this worry of what are people going to think? What if I don't succeed? What are people going to say? And I, I implore every single one. And I have to do this every single day. Just the fact that I'm doing this, Erin, doesn't mean I am the first one to still say, Oh, you should be doing more. You should be doing more podcasts. You, should, you never got your YouTube up in the way that you wanted to do. And what about the speaking? I'm like, are you kidding me? You are traveling the world on your own and you're still not living up to other expectations that you're putting onto yourself. Mm. Just, oh, we just got to chill out on ourselves. And I really would encourage anyone listening that's like, I don't know if I can do this. Get really quiet and go, what is stopping you? And if you took away the fear of what you think people are gonna say, mm. would you do it? It's so good. It's so good. And I just tell you, so I, I, I had this exact situation happen to me just five days ago. I was down in Miami at a presentation. I'm giving the presentation and in the very front row, there are five women at this table and they are on their earbuds talking on their phones during my presentation. And they're in the front row and I can hear them bah, 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 talking. And I am trying everything I can to get their attention. I'm making eye contact, I'm bringing my A game. And so immediately, I decided that they thought I was awful, that they didn't think I was funny, that my content sucked, that they had heard it before. And literally the, the crazy town that I went to in my mind, Petra, I have never been more off my game, couldn't get in the zone because I'm like, these, I am not enough for these women. I can't win them over. So after the keynote was over, I get off stage and the meeting planner walks over and says, before the breakout starts, we have a little 15 minute break. And the meeting planner says, oh, Aaron, really quick, those women in the front row. And I said, I know, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't know. I just can't. I'm just not their cup of tea. I don't know what to do. And she goes, Erin, just so you know, they're translating what you're saying. They're sending your message back to five other countries. And in that moment, I just sat there and thought, how many times do we do this to ourselves? We think we know all the facts. We think we know what everyone thinks about us. And it is literally 
lost in translation. This entire narrative was bullshit and it wasn't real. And so I just walked away like, how many more times do we have to realize that the they, even if there is chatter, do we even really know the full story? And we create these, we build these bridges, create these narratives, and it's just so unnecessary. It's such a waste of our precious time and energy and hearts and it just really does hold us back. So I agree with you 100%, but it really is, it's a shame. We need to stop doing it. I agree. Okay, question for you. I want to talk a lot about the fact that you right now are, you're, you're living this grand adventure, but you had a podcast episode that I listened to the other day that I thought was really great. You talked about how these, these micro choices in our lives lead to the macro moments. And I think a lot of us are like James Clear Atomic Habits fans. We're all fans of like take the first step in the fitness journey. We've heard this message, but tell us about how those micro moments have impacted this macro adventure that you're on right now, seeking these beautiful answers of life. I mean, it can be as simple as that micro moment of when you see yourself in the mirror, right? And you go, what do I choose to see? It could be that micro moment of, do I take the risk and go out and meet someone new? And it's like all these little micro moments that happen in your own mind, more so I think than even in action. It's those micro moments of having a thought, just like you had said, and then what am I gonna do with that thought? Am I gonna believe it or am I gonna, and some, some thoughts are good ones, right? But we never seem to believe the good ones. So I think it's, here's what I think. We talk about success. Those micro moments are what we're doing is we're planting seeds that lead to the overnight success. It's the seven year struggle before you hit the big stage. It's the 10 year being turned down and having the resilience to keep going. It's, to me, it's the micro moments that no one sees. And all of a sudden, if we can trust ourselves and believe in ourselves and show up for ourselves, which is the hardest thing when you don't have anyone cheering you on, um, all of a sudden you're gonna have that miracle that's just one, one no, one doubt, one decision away. And so I think the micro moments are the ones that are not celebrated. They're the ones that we don't share because sometimes internally we think, oh, that's our backstory. You know, it's not shiny enough to put out there. And I also believe in not sharing moments that we're not, we haven't worked through yet. We don't want to be therapy on stage or therapy on social media. Yes. You yes. know, let's talk about that too. But it's these mm -hmm. micro, micro decisions and also knowing, I think this is an important one too, Aaron, because I'm sitting with this right now. So maybe that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. You could have micro moments that you think are going to lead to this macro decision that you made and you can always change your mind too. Mm. You have permission to change your mind because I think one of the things I'm learning on this journey, Erin, um, is I've declared that I'm going to be, you know, supposedly leaving for Asia next year. I've got a one-way ticket to Bangkok January 2nd. I might actually be delaying that a year. And I'm still not sure about it yet, and I have a very valid reason for possibly doing that, but there was a little part of me that was saying, well, Petra, you said... You were going, so you better go. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. That's the old Petra that was the people pleaser. It's like, I have every right to change my mind. But again, Aaron, the first thought was that, what, what are they going to say? Who are they? Well, I don't know. What's, it's so tricky. So, and it's not, it's not necessarily easy, and, but you can have fun with it. It's just recognizing the power 
So when we're, I think here's the other thing, when we're not aware of the power of those micro moments, Mm-hmm. That's when we can get into trouble. Well, I just won't do it today, or I just want, I'll, I'll, I'll put it off till tomorrow, or ooh, when I have the courage, I'll do that. Because then we never get to it. So there's no such thing as you know, either like again, atomic habits, right? There's no such thing as neutrality, either moving forward or away from the best possible That's you. Right. But it's just it's just bringing awareness to it, and also self-compassion because this grown-up stuff ain't easy so my goal Aaron is to give you the cliff notes so when you get to my age you're still not trying to figure it all out you know well it's it's funny that you bring that up and and referencing Hartman and I always call it someday syndrome we'll catch Mm. ourselves with the someday syndrome right but I just I want to say just it's what I'm so thankful for is being born in this place in this time (laughs) because I feel like, you know, half our lives we didn't have the internet, half our lives we had. I feel so thankful. I don't want to live my life in the metaverse. I don't want (laughs) to, I want to live my life in the real world, you know? And you know, being a social media expert for the last 10 years, I'm always at that struggle of, I was at the forefront of it. I helped evangelize it. I built my career on it. But then I saw what's doing to our mental health and young women and young men and how it's maybe ripping apart fabric of society. And now I'm like, gosh, was I a part of something that's destroying culture? But then in some ways, there's so many wonderful, beautiful things about it with, you know, the, the, the information. And so, so I guess kind of full circle, landing the plane. I think that one thing I'm really thankful for is this space and time that my generation is in because we are seeing women like you and like a lot of your incredible friends and associates that are really writing a new chapter on your terms that you are out there without a a well-trodden path. Like even the fact that there aren't digital nomad communities that would think that gals of a certain age would want to go out and, and live this like wild adventure. And so I think that, you know, we're in a really interesting space right now where the rules are really being rewritten around man or woman, whatever age, whatever path. And so, so what do you think is, is one way that women or men that find themselves sort of still subscribing to the traditional, like the shoulds, like you should, you should, you should, you should be doing this, you should be going here. I mean, even on the other side of the pandemic, I think, I don't think anyone has, people have struggled as much as they ever have as right now to figure out like, do I have to live here? Do I have to do this? Like, this is like the great shakeup. It's the great resignation. It's the great reinvention. And so if someone's listening and they're hearing all this, but they still just like feel like they're just still stuck on the couch watching their stupid Netflix in their same stupid routine, what is like a micro moment or a micro action they can take um, that you think might be helpful to kind of just break them out of that jail of their own making? Well, we can get so comfortable, right? We can get so comfortable with the status quo and the way things are. And that, you know, it's the, you know, the greatest thing humans are terrified of is change because it, it, yeah. it's what could have killed our ancestors. So we like, we like familiarity and yeah. staying in that could kill your dreams and it can kill your future. So I think mm-hmm. there's two things here. There's nothing wrong in living a traditional life. Whatever fills you up, whatever excites you, it doesn't have to be going out and traveling the world on your own. It might be as simple and as small as like really nurturing your family. And that's a beautiful, magnificent, uh, brave path to take. And I also think so many of us have actually forgotten what our best possible future could look like. 
And so I think sometimes what happens is our thinking brain, right, shuts down our heart. I always say that, that your whispers, though, they never go away. It's those things that come to you when you're kind of daydreaming. And it's like, oh, it's kind of annoying. It's like, but then if I pay attention to it and I turn away from it, I'm turning away from myself. So it's easier just to ignore it. But what I would encourage someone if they're like, I just don't know. I'm in Netflix. I don't even know what. Here's what I hear a lot, Erin. I don't even know what I'm passionate about. Mm. Because somewhere along the line, they were told, you're too, don't dream too, like, I'm from England. Don't dream too big. Don't get too big for your britches. Don't mm-hmm. stand out. Who do you think you mm-hmm. are? So there's some little voice in there that either has been shut down or they've been disappointed by life. My first thought is, go and just start journaling. Ask yourself these four questions. And it's getting out of your logical thinking brain. And just put some great music on and don't overthink it. Just imagine your best possible future five years from now. And it's not saying you're actually going to do this, but imagine everything had gone well. COVID was behind us. We'd all been vaccinated, you know, whatever. And uh, there was world peace, let's pray. And um, everything had gone well. And you'd gotten, you'd gotten your zest for life back and nothing had gone wrong. And then these four questions, where would you be? Who would you be with? What would you be doing? And how would you want to feel? And write it down as though it's just a story. Because what it will help you tap into is like, oh my gosh, maybe it might be I'm with my grandkids. I'm planning a vegetable garden, or it might be I'm traveling the world, writing my second book. But it allows you to get out of this, this part of our brain that will shut you down before you can even remember what it was that you were passionate about. Because mm-hmm. we have so much, it's the, it's the unlearning, it's the unpeeling, it's the, it's the remembering. It's like, I love Michelle Obama's book, the word becoming. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's also becoming and yet remembering who you always knew you were. And it sounds so simple, but it's so so hard to unpeel all the the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds and the don't stand up, don't be too big, but don't be too quiet and don't be too noisy, but don't be, it's like, OMG. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it's so well said. And I love the word that you use in that fourth question. You said, how do you want to feel? And the feeling, focusing on the feeling, you know, I did this exercise this year. Um, every year I do my to-dos, right? I have my, you know, my New Year's resolutions. And it's funny, I did a talk a couple of weeks ago and I was like, how many of you make New Year's resolutions? And only about a fifth of the audience raised their hands. So they were a very evolved group. Of course, I was one of the suckers. Like I'm one of the ones that do it every year, even though every year I'm not 10 pounds lighter and a million dollars richer or whatever else I, I'm going to do that year. But this year, I, I, I forget who told me this, one of my girlfriends, and I want to give her credit, I forget who it was, but she was like, you know, sometimes the problem with our manifestation when we're, we're being blocked from actually bringing it into existence, speaking it into our lives, is that we focus so much on the actual items, so like who we are, where, where we're you know being, who we're with, what we're doing, and we forget to inject the focus on the feeling. You use the word passion. Like passion is a very deep, rich, juicy, vibrant word. It's a vibe. And when you when you're manifesting the items, the money, the number, the man, the place, but you forget to have the associated feeling, it doesn't work. I mean, this past year was the first year instead of doing a to-do list, I made a to-feel list. 
And for the last couple of years, as you know, with my agency, I've always been like, okay, one of my to-dos is I'm going to have my agency be acquired. Someone's going to buy this agency, buy my IP, and I'm going to have an endpoint on this incredibly hardworking 10-year roller coaster that you know my story. And so every year I'm like, this is the year someone's going to buy my agency. But I never actually associate a feeling with it. And where I got this as well was last year during the pandemic, I had a crazy to-do list because, of course, we're all in quarantine. And I was one of those people who, like, just worked my feelings out. Like, I just kept going to not feel all the things. So I accomplished everything on my to-do list for the first year ever. But at the end of the year, I still felt empty. It's like, it was like I, I achieved all the things, but I didn't feel how I thought the success was going to feel. So it was a double loss. I lost on all the time I could have been doing all the great things I really wanted to do. And I didn't have that feeling I thought I would get. So this year I did the to feel list. And on my, on my list said, I want to finally feel truly successful with my agency. I want to feel like it was a success. I want to feel like there was an end point and not just this endless hedonic treadmill of keep going and more clients and all these things. 23 days later, my agency was acquired by Strike Point Media here in Orange County. And the feeling of manifesting was I finally actually felt the success. I felt successful, but it was when I shifted away from the actual check the box to the actual vibe that I wanted to attract that it came true, that it really worked. So I just, I love that you focus on that fourth question of like, how does it feel to be doing this? Because you're not traveling the world just to be like looking great on Instagram highlight reel. You're searching for a vibe that you want to cultivate yeah. and infuse and expand, right? Yeah, 100%. And one thing I think is so important, Aaron, and thank you for bringing it up, is that you, so you, you have those four questions, right? Where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? But the thing I think we need to let go of and I just realizing it is what is the vehicle that's going to get you there? Mm. Because what I am realizing, which is really crazy, I love speaking. I love leading. I love inspiring. And I, and I'm still, I'm still going to be a speaker. I'm still going to be a writer. I am not a YouTube blogger. I'm not a travel vlogger. I've decided that I don't, I don't want to live. I'm not going to be eating food on camera. I can't, you know, it's like, it's just not going to happen. And there's a all big part of me, but there's, there's something that's come into my life. I think that's going to allow me to do everything I want to do, but it's just showing up in such a different package to what I expected. So mm. be open to your dreams and your desires and your passion and your goals and what you want to achieve. There's nothing wrong in financial freedom, you know, impact and income. And let go a little bit, or like release the tightness of how you think, what you think the vehicle is going to be to get you there. Because you might turn or shut a door or not be willing to look at a door <clears throat> or a gift that is right in front of you because of the package that it comes in. Because that's what I want everyone to realize too. Focus on what it is you want to feel, like you said, Aaron. But let go a little bit of how you think that's going to show up. Yeah. So good. Uh, well, Petra, I just adore you. I'm so thankful for you sharing all this incredible wisdom. This is the tip of the iceberg, by the way. We could talk for like eight hours, but don't where's the best? I know. Where's the best place for everyone to, to join you on your journeys? You've been to Spain and France and Morocco and Portugal and all the places, but where, where's the best way for everyone to follow along with your journey? 
Probably just my my uh, website, petrakolba.com, because there there's my, my blog and they can find my YouTube channel there. My, it's slowly and surely coming up. And my <laughs> podcast is there. So everything is there, petrakolba.com. And on socials, um, Instagram and Facebook is just petrakolba. Fantastic. Well, Petra, thank you so much for giving us all a little more to think about and some challenges, some insights, and just some fantastic wisdom about how we can be a little bit better at living life on our terms. So thank you so much for your time today, and it was so good to see you. Thank you so much for investing your heart, your mind, of course, your time with me here today. And it is my deepest hope that you have gleaned at least a few new nuggets on how to better live a life that you love on your terms. You can subscribe to see all of my weekly episodes. And if you have time, you can send a screenshot of your review of the podcast to onyourterms at erinking.com. And you'll be sent a free access pass to my Digital Persuasion Masterclass, where you'll learn how to attract attention increase your influence, and sell smarter from behind the screen. I hope that you'll join me next week for another episode of On Your Terms. And until then, let's connect on Instagram at Mrs.Aaron.King. Till next time, friends.